Welcome in. It is episode number 67 of Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. That is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, that is... The main event. Vent. Vent. A.J. Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is joining us live from a random office in the middle of nowhere. He can't tell us where today, I believe. Is, is that... Yeah, it's in Orlando. And if you told us, you'd have to kill us type of situation? Everyone would die. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. Uh, good to have you in, pal. I'm really disappointed. So later on in the show, we're going to chat with Gangrel. And it was supposed to happen at a time where AJ would have been able to be a part of it. But then Gangrel had to tell us last last minute, dude, can't go any later. I'm sorry. My flight's leaving. I screwed up. It's got to be at 1 o'clock. And so when we brought him on, we were like, hey, dude, you know, real sorry that we missed having you on with AJ. And he's like, yeah, so am I. I'm a huge Buccaneers fan. Did you know that? No, I did not. How about that? And now it makes Aaron's obsession with Gangrel and the Brood a little bit more understandable. Well, hold on. There is nothing wrong with Gangrel and the Brood. There is a very good reason to be obsessed with Gangrel and the Brood. They do have the single greatest entrance in the history of wrestling. Yeah, it's a really good one. (laughs) I like uh, Aaron. Aaron's been has had to hide his like affection for certain guys in the last couple weeks. Like we had Shane Helms on. And Aaron was like, I don't know what to do with my erection. I don't know, do I, do I tell him about it or, I, you know, it's just a real weird couple of weeks for Aaron yep. with some of the guests that we've had on. We gotta stop leaving you in charge of who, who all the guests are that come yeah, on the show. Sure. Yeah, just, just keep them, keep them rolling. <laughs> no. I'm just gonna go, I'm like, okay, who do, who did I love in my childhood that I never got to talk to? Right, and now, that, 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 see, that's on. the whole reason I'm on this show. Is that what it is? Yeah, this exactly. is about re, trying to redo all of your childhood. That's movies. right. All right, Gangrel will join us a little bit later on in this week's show. He's coming to Adrenaline Championship Wrestling on the Eastern Shore on Saturday night. In the meantime, some big stuff to talk about this week. Some huge, huge stories in the ring. A lot of huge news. Yeah, outside of the ring. Uh, We will first address the fact that your boy was a big loser on Sunday night. Well, actually a big tire, but that's good enough to be a big loser. Um, so how did this all work out? Like who, who finished in first, who had the whole thing shake out on Sunday night? Uh, none of us did very well. Like, let, let, let's be very clear here. We all kind of sucked, but, um, I sucked the most. You did. Uh, AJ was first five and three. I was four and four. And, uh, you, uh, you know what cost you? Five and three. I feel like that's a great night. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, and both you and Miko were three and five. You know what cost you? Yeah. Your last late switch to Cena. Oh, yeah, it's true, actually. You, you, right. you were all up where yeah, it was good. like, wait a second. No, yeah, well, I can't I somehow, go against Cena. I somehow, well, I didn't know that, that. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, didn't help at all either. What's that? Jericho. Oh, yeah, it's true. I did pick Chris Jericho. Yeah, but so did she, so. <sighs> she Damn it. picked the right pick, which was Ambrose. Yeah, well, if, okay. Yeah, thanks <laughs> a lot, dick. You know, I gotten like three, I had won the last three pay-per-views, right? Like, you realize yeah. that. All right. Yeah, I've yet to have to do one of these oh. stupid little pranks. Oh, it makes you so much better than everybody. So yeah, I've got to get some. Oh, okay, I've got to get some Hulk Hogan gear. I hope that I don't end up on like an internet watch list because I'm ordering Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan gear. Yeah. I hope that there aren't suddenly things that are said about me on the internet. Uh, but I will get that taken care of, much like Aaron, sometime before the next pay per view. If you haven't seen Aaron's um, Emma dance, uh, he did That's it. Funny. He did it after the show last week. He manned up. He right. did fake boobs and everything, oh, and then yeah. they fell out. Fell out. That, that, that was a good bit. It was a good bit. I agree with that. Uh, he did Evil Aaron, yeah, so he lived up to his obligation. We put the video up on uh, our Twitter. Uh, that's the only place the we... The lipstick is easily the best part. It is really great. 
It is really great. How do we get a more permanent place for that video to lead, to live? I don't know. I don't want a more permanent Maybe place. Maybe we'll start like a there. jobbing out YouTube page or something yeah. like that. That's something mm-hmm. I, I can work on that this week. For you, Aaron, I can work on that. I got to do the next one. You got. You know what it should be? You should do the next one at the uh, pick roast. Oh, at my oh, God. I, I, I don't know that anybody else is going to get it there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, fair enough. I'm willing to do it. And then you have to sl- go down the slip and slide. In the, the Hulk Hogan gear? Yeah. Okay, all right, I can do that. All I right. can do that. That's okay. I'm not a, I'm not unwilling to. All right. It means i got to put the fast order on the stuff to get here. Um, so that's it. I lost, so I will pay off that debt uh, here shortly. Uh, the big story uh, in the ring, start there, is we have a new champion. Well, frankly, in the past week, we've had two new champions. Yes. As uh, Roman Reigns loses to Seth Rollins, and immediately afterwards, Dean Ambrose cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase that he had won like five minutes earlier, and he becomes the new WWE Heavyweight Champion, meaning now that all three members of the Shield have become Heavyweight Champion of the World, which is cool, really remarkable. They they all held it in the span of six minutes there. That is true. That's a really good point. Um, I've got nothing to complain about about how it all went down on Sunday. I mean... It it was great. It was yeah. It was really great. How, how about as a Roman fan, it was great. I think the craziest part about it, Roman Reigns took his first ever clean loss in a singles match. Is that really? He really is in the WWE. His first ever clean loss. Holy crap! I, I, I went through that because you know it caught me by surprise that Seth won not just one but one cleanly clean as a whistle there. Right. And so I went through. I went through all of his losses. And as far as I can tell, every single one in a singles match, obviously, you know, there might have been some triple threat matches and stuff in there. In a singles match, he has never lost cleanly. Yeah, but he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to pile on him. Right? Yeah, he stinks. Well, we'll get to that. Give me one second. We'll talk first about Look, I, I think there's uh, – Dean Ambrose is a plenty credible champion. Absolutely. Um, he has been at the top of the card for a couple of years now, and – is arguably the top actual face in the company. You know what I mean? Like there's just listen to that ovation he got on Roman Reigns and Cena, whatever they're supposed to be. As far as not split reactions, just being a true kind of over baby face, Dean Ambrose is probably the top guy in the company right now. Unless you count the New Day as a group. Okay, sure. Yeah. So single, yeah, 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 yeah single yeah. wrestler. Um, and so this is it's it's very logical. I don't know where they go with it. That's the the goofy thing about the brand split is that like it leaves. We're assuming we're getting this match twice, but... I don't know. Like, but it, ha- it, yeah, feels, right? it feels like they're rushing it specifically because they're planning on breaking up the Shield. Like, that, at least to me, a bre- a breaking them between the two brands. Okay, so Especially it, now with Dean Ambrose as the champion, like we talked about, you have Brock Lesnar go and whoop Mark Hunt's ass and then have him challenge Dean Ambrose for the title at SummerSlam. Dude, I, mean, I, I would have no problem with that. Well, you can go that way. And then or you, you have Ambrose win that one because he lost at Mania. And, yeah. Oh, you're, man. You're giving Dean Ambrose a clean win over Brock Lesnar? Why not clean? Okay, all right, he, fair he, enough. He's going to win, but he can win Ma- the Maybe he wins some help back on his side in the process? Yeah. Like maybe he and Seth Rollins reunite if they're on the same show? What? Why does that? Uh, no, I mean it's it's plausible. I'm just. What? I was know, gonna say. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You're not really. It's not really a, a a shield reunion. Yeah, just just the idea of you know after all that you know which you know it's wrestling, so of course it could happen. Correct. Yes, of course it could happen. It's professional wrestling. Right. right. Here's what jumps out of me. There's two things. Uh, AJ and I don't. Uh, AJ will not care whatsoever. And honestly, I don't care. I really don't. It's a bummer to me that there won't be a briefcase in play. Like that's a bummer to me. 
because I love yeah. the threat of the briefcase. It's it's, it's no, one do, of the best I, plot points in wrestling. Yeah, yeah I, I am bummed about that because, like I said, to me, I like Money in the Bank more than the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, you did say match. that, right. And because the Money in the Bank can be literally anywhere, and it's always hovering over yeah. people's heads. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. So, like, Dean could have did the exact same thing SummerSlam night, and... I mean, people might have thought it was coming, but, like, you can never plan for it. And so the fact that it's not in play, and it's kind of annoying. But I do think that the way they did it was really dumb. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. The, like, the thing is, you're not you're not really bitching about it because what you got was very good. It's That's why I say bummer. It's yeah. just a bummer. You, you, almost, is, you almost wish they could do it again at SummerSlam. Like, have right, have money another in, Money in the have, Bank. Have right. Money in the Bank. Uh, Lucha Underground does this thing with the gift. It's, they call it the Gift of the Gods. Yeah. The gift, they can cash it in for a title shot. But then as soon as it cashes it in... The, it goes back in play. Oh, okay. So there's so, like, always. I, I, I re, you know, if they could somehow do that with Money in the Bank, where once you cash it in, two months later. Well, we've you have all another... talked about like the possibility of there being a, a women's Money in the Bank, or the possibility of right. there being other, you yeah. know, I, and this is where you wish there were. You know right. what I mean? Like, so yeah, one's out of play, but at least there's another one. You know what I mean? Like, there's still a threat of the briefcase, or you know, they are adding. Well, I guess they're not adding a second champion. We don't know. No, we, don't know. Yeah, we don't be, know. Yeah, we don't know if they're adding a second championship. If there was, there'd be an argument for doing another Money in the Bank for that title belt. But it's just a bummer. That's all. You can also you can also do it for the Intercontinental title. Sure, whatever, yeah. absolutely. I, I just and again, I don't want to harp on it too much because it sounds like you're bitching about what you got, and what you got was really good. This is just a all it is is like a realization that I had the next morning where I was like, damn, dude, like we don't get that fall. Yeah, I, I know, my my favorite thing is the teased ones where they come out and they're like, ah, no, right, you know what, right, I'm not yeah, actually yeah, going to yeah. catch. I love that. It, it always gets me. No, I agree. I agree. And so I'll miss that. The other thing that I would say is, uh, and this will get us into the conversation. So Roman Reigns, everybody knows, suspended for 30 days, wellness violation. Look, the people that already wanted to hate Roman Reigns, it just adds more fuel to the fire. I'm going to make a suggestion. And the problem, again, being I don't know how this affects the brand split. But this, to me, actually sets up perfectly. I know it's not a good thing. Whatever he was doing, he shouldn't have been doing it. I'm not suggesting any of that. But I feel like it almost leaves the WWE in a place where they have to reconsider Roman Reigns and how they write him. Yeah. And Oh, he's going to get booed out of the building when he, he returns. He has to come back as a heel. He has to. And that, to me, and, and AJ, even as a Roman Reigns guy, I think you would agree because you've yeah. you've suggested he should become a heel before. I think that's the best possible scenario for him. And if you were somehow trying to figure out a way to make this last through SummerSlam with the three of them, would set up a scenario where Roman could kind of like lose his shit in the Battleground main event, like could literally do have like a Triple H moment, sledgehammers, mess these guys up. You could establish Dean Ambrose as the true face, Roman is the true heel, and Seth Rollins now becomes kind of a tweener, mm -hmm. which is truthfully kind of what he's been since he came back, and that sets up a great rematch, triple threat at SummerSlam. Well, let, let's let's take this one step at a time. First of all, are we all under the assumption that he is going to be wrestling a background? He's, he's eligible. He comes back. Yes. He, he won't be at any of the shows before it, but we are all working under the assumption that he is going to be there. Are, are we all on the same page there? I don't – I think they might change the match. You think? Does anyone yeah. Does anyone else believe that this, you know, the losing clean at – at uh, Money in yeah, the Bank. Yeah, I, I feel like that was done on purpose. Yeah. Right, it was sort they, of a punishment. They, they yeah. knew ahead of time. Oh, yeah, that's why okay, I don't and, think... And, and which is what, which right, leads that's... you to believe that 
they set this up for a reason. Yes. They, they've timed the. You, it can't be both ways, correct? Like yeah. if you think that the, that this was all a, a setup, you can't possibly think then that at that point that they're going to change the main event at Battleground because they planned it, right? Knowing that Roman was going to get suspended. So I I think they did. I mean, I, it just comes off all too convenient. Yeah, and, for and me. that's and that's the thing. If if we're get, using the suspension as a given, right. this could not have worked out any better for WWE. And that's my point. You pull right. the title off of him, you set up a main event five weeks early, and you have enough time between pay-per-views that he can be suspended and come back for the pay-per-view. You just can't try to bring him back as a sympathetic character. Right. You just can't do that. It, that's over. And I mean, like, I know it wasn't really working to begin with, but now I don't even think you can consider it. I think that starting today, you have to be planning for how you can best use Roman Reigns as a heel character and truly a heel. I mean, not a guy who's getting booed because people don't like him or because he got busted for whatever he got busted for. I mean, as a wrestling heel. I think you put heel. him with the Usos. You think that makes him a heel? Well, if, if you, you make them a heel make, group. If, yeah, if you make them a heel group. You can do that. You know, I mean, the only problem with, I mean, it's not a problem, but you presumably also have the heel group with the club going on and, yeah, it's a lot of heel groups, right? Like I, I assume and the Wyatts yeah, there's, there's, are also heels, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know what they're doing with the Wyatts. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to that in yeah, the second we'll segment. But it's, it would be a little bit tough, I think, doing another heel trio with a singles guy right. and a tag team just because. Well, and I think if you're doing it, you're trying to create – the drama is supposed to remain within the shield, right? Like right. it's supposed to continue that way. Again, this is all very difficult because you have the brand split coming up, and so who knows which show you're planning on sending which guy to. And on top of that, is, as uh, AJ pointed out, I mean, look, I have no problem with a Dean-Lesnar rematch at SummerSlam because it involves Brock Lesnar being in the main event of SummerSlam, which is, I believe, the way that God intended it. So, and, yeah. and it ties back to Mania. You know, so all of the Mania stuff that we had lost now all of a sudden comes back into right, play. Right, right. No, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good by that. I just, no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, it's got to be super heel Roman Reigns. It's got to be, we are going to spend time. And the WWE can get away with it right now because John Cena's back. And so they've got their guy to sell them T-shirts, and they've got their guy for the little kids to love. Um, which is why they never wanted to cha- turn John Cena heel, and the reason and if why they really start pushing Dean Ambrose. Hard, you know, Dean Ambrose has always been doing well that, in merch. He's, he's in merch. I don't know that he'll ever be great with kids. Yeah, he's he's not quite well. I think he could be, but it'll take a little bit of time. Yeah, it, it, it would just have to be the. It's kind of like how Seth Rollins is good with some kids because some kids think that he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just. He, I mean, he'll never be John Cena. Yeah. And, yeah, and let's never. face it, no one. Never. Is going no, to be. but Roman Reigns was the closest. Ro- or they wanted him to. Be well, the they wanted him to be sure. They wanted him to be the closest with kids in particular. Right. right. And so now with John Cena back, they don't have to worry about that. Send Roman Reigns heel. What, and what do you think this means it. for Roman long term? Because we we've seen it happen before where. It it takes your shine off for it, sure. It takes your shine off, and the front office because they know you know the next time. Absolutely. The next time you mess up, it's two months. Right. Next time. Do, do you think it's going to have any long-term effects on him? I think it could. It hurt. It hurt Randy for a while. <laughs> yeah. Randy. I mean, Randy's always been a main event level caliber guy, and he's always been one of the best guys in the company. But after every time he got hurt for that, it hurt his push. I mean, I don't know. The good thing for Roman Reigns is he has time because he's a three-time world heavyweight champion. So he doesn't need the belt to validate his character or him if he comes up with a new heel character, which is good. No, I agree. I agree with that. I, and 
I still think, and it's, yet he will always still be credible because he is a three-time world heavyweight champion. I hear you. I do think there's still going to be difficulty politically because there will be someone in the locker room, as Aaron points out, that brings up, "Do we really want to write him into this?" Do we trust him? And part of part yeah. of it part of it is what did he get suspended for? We yeah, that's a good that. point. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if it's just some, you know, we've seen it in sports, some supplement, and he didn't quite read the ingredients correctly or whatever. That's a different situation than if it was no you know, taking a steroids, steroids, steroids or right. something like that. Yeah, that, that does have a lot to do it, with it. This is also they also test for street drugs, right? Um, uh, some, some, I believe. I don't. It, it's funny with that. Like they have the right. Well, they test for it, but it's not necessarily an automatic suspension for it. For synthetic weed, that, that's always been the funny thing about it. Synthetic weed is an automatic suspension. Well, synthetic weed is far more dangerous right. than actual and, and weed. That, right. That's what a lot of guys have been busted for. Uh, marijuana, I don't think, is an automatic suspension. It can be. They, you know, they have the right to make a suspension, but you would think that, you know, with Roman Reigns, with how much they want to push him. That they wouldn't necessarily do. Yeah, if it was marijuana, they'd be willing to say, "All right, we're going to have a conversation. Um, we're not going to go." Un- unless it was around. like a bad situation where he was smoking backstage, like Randy Orton. Okay, did yeah, once. sure, that's possible, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, look, I, I don't, I don't think this is the end of the world for Roman Reigns. I think it, the timing has worked out for all parties involved. I think in the process, WWE has made themselves look very good by being willing to suspend one of their biggest stars, I think that's a major coup for them. Now, does that mean they had it out for Roman Reigns? I don't think so. I don't don't think that makes sense. I just think that at the end of the day, it works out for them. They could time it the right way to minimize the impact on them, and yet at the same time get all the attaboys and all the high fives from, from the rest of the country where there's a bunch of people. Oh, look, people, this is real. This yeah, is, yeah. This, this, this policy they have, they actually enforce. Like, that's a good thing, and it is a good thing. That's the truth. It's you should, if you're gonna have this policy, you should enforce it, right? Like, if uh, AJ, if there was no drug policy in the NFL, would everybody just use drugs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, you should be enforcing this shit if you're gonna have it. So, good. I'm glad they did. Now, um, we'll see where it goes. Right now, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal today. Today, I don't. Right. We'll see what happens. Two, two questions come of this that I don't think we've gotten to yet. One, do you think the plan was for Ambrose to win the title no matter what before the suspension came that, down? That's interesting. Because I think, I think the most – right after Sunday, the most interesting thing to me was the fact that at this time, when they're expecting extra eyes because of the whole Lesnar thing, they decided to put the title on Dean Ambrose, a guy who, you know, quite frankly, is not necessarily the ideal WWE, you know, ambassador – when uh, when a situation but happens. Neither was and that's true, And but that's the thing. Do they have that much faith in Dean Ambrose? That they're, or it shows a lot of faith in Dean Ambrose that, you know, assuming he doesn't drop the title at Battleground, he's going to be the champion walking into SummerSlam, which is now the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, with the extra eyes because of Lesnar. I think that's a huge statement by WWE. Unless Seth wins and that, at Battleground. And that's the question. Or right. Roman wins it back. Right. Yeah. No, obviously. And that I I hope that's not the case, right? Like you never want to see a champion be champion for a month. That it's just it's in some ways it hurts the credibility of your championship belt. Um I've just never wanted that. Now, and, and if it feels like he just became champion because, because like, oh crap, right. we need to get this belt off of Roman real correct. quickly here. Correct. Um I it would be a little surprising. Hmm, no, no, you know what? It wouldn't be surprising at all. 
It wouldn't be surprising at all if this was not the original plan and this is what they decided to go with after they got the news about Roman Reigns. It wouldn't be all that surprising. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. No. Like, I, I think that's actually – I think we also often talk about this, that some of their best work is work that they do on the fly, yeah. that they they recover really well. Yeah, I'm not saying it's – I'm just curious to – like, was there playing – okay, we're going to have huge eyes. We want Dean Ambrose. I think it does – at least the mindset of what WWE, if we were trying to get inside their mind, right. knowing that information helps us a little bit to kind of figure yeah, out sure. where they are with him. Sure. But it's not a bad thing at all. No, no, it's it, it worked out well. It, they're in great shape. And like I said, it, it, they've, they've accomplished a lot PR-wise um, that is invaluable, to tell you the truth. I mean, it really is great for them that they're able to, to hang this up there and say, hey, look, big star, don't care. If you fail, you fail. We're, uh, we're going to suspend you. It's the way it goes. Um just a couple other thoughts on this, because then we're going to come back in and get to everything else that was going on this weekend and the rest of the card uh, near the top. But a couple other thoughts regarding just these three dudes. Uh, Seth Rollins is now a two-time champion. Um, Seth Rollins, I think, is deserving of a little more direction right now than just being a part of the Shield again. And well, as you got to get rid. You got to right, get I, past. That, I hear so. you. I I just hope. And in fairness, I would have said the same thing about Dean if if Seth had won. Or yeah, if Seth right. had won. Dean's the champion, Roman's the guy. What is Seth? Like what is he He's right now? He's the man, now? come on. Is he <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just what what's his is is he just a guy that's hell bent on the belt? Is that it? Is that all there is? Is there something more? I, that's all I'm saying, right? In like, other words, he, you want him to I bring J and J security back. Just, yes. It would make sense if he was just hell bent on the belt. Because he let, he lost the belt without ever really losing it. Right, and then lost it again. And then he lost it again via the money in the bank. Okay. Yeah, so it's like he's the uncrowned champion. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's I, basically he's basically Jon Snow. Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, I would just keep pushing that. I would just keep you know reminding people of that. And if that's what your character is, I'm cool with it because. Yeah. He's right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you do probably deserve every opportunity. And I think that that's the direction the future. Because I think, you know, before, it would have been a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, beating over the head leading up to the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple right. threat. Without Roman in the picture, I think you do start, you know, delving more into Dean and Seth's real, you know. Yeah, sure. No, I, I dig that. And then my other thought is regarding Dean. Um, you said, you know, he's he's an unorthodox champion. Although, again, a very credible World Heavyweight Champion. I do want to make that very clear. Like, there's nothing. In a main event match with with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, the biggest WrestleMania ever. Yes, yeah. correct. He is unorthodox, and the one thing that I think we've had complaints about with Seth Roll- or with Dean Ambrose sometimes goofy. is that it's been too goofy. It's been too much of a cartoon character. I hope with the belt we back away from that a little bit. I just hope that. You don't feel the need for your champion to also be a cartoon character. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It's just my hope. My hope is that he's a little bit more of a, I don't need to do all this silly stuff. I'm the champion. And people like him. Like, he's he's well over. There's no need for him to be doing silly shtick between now and Battleground. He can just be Dean Ambrose, the guy who owns the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think that's any that you need anything more than that. Okay, everybody's in agreement. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, I agree. When, when do we start screaming at each other? I'm very confused. Probably this next segment. Oh, is this when it comes? Segment number My two? My guess. Okay. My guess. 
All right, so in segment number two, we will talk about everything else that's happening in the uh, WWE world, including uh, returns this week of some pretty, pretty, pretty big stars and um, everything else that happened at, uh, what was this, Money in the Bank? Yeah, Money in the Bank. We'll talk about everything else that happened then as well. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron Oster, and that's... The main event. A.J. Francis, this is Jobbing Out. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan... With the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, we'll look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring Finder for iPhone or Android, and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newsonoff and Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Sater Hill Road in Park. Let's grow old together. This is Stan the Fan. The next Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar, located 1400 Warner Street, is Wednesday, July 27th, before the O's take on the Rockies. That night, Orioles Hangout has specially priced tickets for the game, and if you come to Game Sports Bar before the game, you get the following. Free parking, $2 Bud Light drafts before the game, $1 off hamburgers and wings, and a free draft beer after the game. Plus, an hour before the game, you'll get some keen insights into the O's from Tony Penty of OriolesHangout.com and yours truly, Stan the Fan. So make your plans now, whether part of the Orioles Hangout Night group or not. Great savings, July 27th, as the O's host the Rockies, and the fun begins before the game at Game Sports Bar, 1400 Warner Street, a stone's throw from the horseshoe. That's Orioles Hangout Night, July 27th. Get your tickets now, pressboxonline.com slash hangout. Back in here, segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, A.J. Francis, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defensive lineman, live from parts unknown. You haven't bumped yeah. into uh, uh, Paul Bearer while you were there, have you? Not yet, but no. here. <laughs> parts unknown is my one of my favorite. Oh, um, yeah, it's one of the best places to be lift, listed from. I, I think my the only one my, that I my, like... Go ahead. No, my all-time favorite is... From his seasonal residence in Monaco. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it's pretty good. I, I really liked uh, Deuce and Domino hailing from the other side of the tracks. Oh, I didn't remember that. Damn, that, that, that is one, good. That one's, I loved that. That is really good. I wish I would have realized that. I kind of want to visit Dudleyville myself. 
Like, I've just always wanted to see what what, yeah. what the town was like. But as know? far as a serious one, uh, Truth and Consequences, New Mexico for Cactus Yeah, Jack, it's really good. That's uh, so really good. strong. No question. No question. All right, so we dealt with the shield and Roman, obviously, the suspension in the first segment. This segment, let's get into some other things that have happened over the course of the last week, starting with the return of one Bray Wyatt on Monday night, the whole Wyatt family there alongside. Nice to see. Um, I got to admit, I spent a lot of time jacking off because Bray Wyatt coming face-to-face with the New Day just gives me everything I need. Everything I could need in this world right there. They didn't even have to say much. I think the segment lasted about three minutes. Don't care. It was wonderful. Uh, this is when I'm going to play the role of Glenn. What? I think I'm going to jump on AJ's side. Too. You guys are the worst. <laughs> I, I'm just afraid that... What? What is happening here? I'm, I'm just afraid that... like I love both of them, but I'm afraid that the way that in which they interact with their other part I feel like it might be awkward to do like Bray being psychotic world takeover Bray, and then the New Day is making Doug Dynasty jokes. <laughs> Wait a second, you didn't think like Xavier doing the bit where he well, was being sucked in wasn't I, great? I'm no, concerned no, okay, about. Great. Well, I'm, oh, I'm I, a little concerned about what, that. What is a happening little here? A little bit concerned. My thing is, I like that. I'm not concerned about that at all. I think that's character depth. I think that they're starting to use that Bray can actually, like, he's he has a cult following, so that's his whole character. And if you actually put it in there where he can make it, I mean, it's no different than Undertaker being able to control the lightning. Right. It, well, the yeah. concept is it's giving the character purpose, which yeah, is exactly. um, we haven't seen Bray pursue a new member for the Wyatt family in... Since Daniel Bryan. Correct, because... Braun Strowman was just sort of given to him. Right. Like, they just sort of found him. There was no pursuit of Braun Strowman. Unless you want to count Taker or Kane or whatever. But that well, no, really but count. okay. No, no, it does. It okay. does count because they did pursue those guys, yes. Okay. But that's – if he's not winning championships, he's got to be doing something. Yeah. What, otherwise, what's the point? What's the purpose? He's not even mostly winning matches. Um, this is what you need to do in order to um, make the character relevant yeah. is what – he's trying to accomplish something. He's spreading his, um, you know, whatever weird message to Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods, you dance with it for a little while, right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, like, it's perfect. It's a perfect setup. It's it's important. It feels like it matters. It's way better than just putting the New Day in tag matches. Look, I want bigger for the New Day. I've made that very clear. But this to yeah, me is... That's bigger. This is bigger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is bigger than what they've been doing I like that. I want bigger for the New Day. This feels the only bummer about this right now is it feels like it should have been happening at WrestleMania or it should be happening at SummerSlam. I've the only had, thing, I mean, no, I feel like it will happen at SummerSlam as well. It's just so hard. Again, to tell it's just, I, I, I hope it does. It's just really difficult because of of not knowing where these guys are going in the brand split. True. Uh, the biggest problem to me with it, and again, I like that you're using the word problem. Do you know which one problem is? Problem is the bad one. How did the segment start? The segment started with the Wyatts came coming out right. and the crowd chanting "Welcome back." Right. Welcome oh, I know. Back. It's awkward that we thought they and were coming back with faces. The and... awkward part to me is I don't know that I like the idea of ignoring the fact that the last time we saw Bray Wyatt, he was he was a sensational face those last couple of weeks. I don't, I don't I don't I don't know if they're like making him full on heel. 
They're putting him against the New Day. Yeah, yeah. but that, they're putting him against the that New Day. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's a heel. I mean, he's going against the New Day, but at the same time, like he, his promo beforehand was a face Bray Wyatt promo. And then when New Day came out is when he was talking to them, but it was because they interrupted him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I definitely hear what you're saying. I just, I don't know if that's any better. If they're saying, okay, well, you're still going to be kind of towing the line, but you're going to be presumably trying to end the most popular group in the company. Like, that, that's two completely different things. Yeah, I think, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. Now, all that being said, I don't care. Because <laughs> that's the New Day, and that's the Wyatt family, and they're all in a ring. That's great. I don't care where you are. I don't care how you get there. It involves, do you know what else? Uh, I think Finn Balor and, and Nakamura are both really faces, right? You gonna complain about the two of them being in a ring together? It's a Shut your mouth! It, that's a very different type of, but did you guys ever go back and watch that pro, the Nakamura promo? Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Oh yeah. His, his crowd control there when he's phenomenal. I need to beat, waited for the crowd to build up, you. <laughs> oh my god, so good. It was wonderful. I don't care how these guys, again, if the end result is good, I've always said that, right? Who cares about the build? If the end result, oh no, it's not normally what I say. But in this instance, it's what I'm saying, cause I get what I want, I get something to jerk off to each and every week, and that is the meaning of wrestling, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you made a decision based off of one thing that you saw. I wouldn't be surprised in, in the slightest. <laughs> I'm not allowed to like things? No, you're absolutely allowed to like them. It's, this is very likable. It's just not the only time that you've ever done that. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure, like always, this is you just making something up about me. I don't think so. No, you sure? Um, do we have to move on, or can we just keep talking about this? I, we can keep talking about it. I mean, do, do we, I mean... Where do you – is this going to involve the tag titles at all, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure, it will. I don't know if it, it's going to involve the Wyatt family winning the tag titles. Right. It would, at some point, they kind of have to, right? Like, Do they? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if – you're going to put it on uh, – I mean, I guess you don't need – you could have Bray win the tag titles. Yeah, sure. Part of, I, you know, I no, thinking, Bray's never won much either. Right. Like, all of them could use something. That's true. Uh, but Bray, I, Bray and Braun. Bray and Braun would make the most sense, yes. I, I was thinking uh, Bray and Eric, because Braun, I think, is still best served as just the outside enforcer. He's still not quite there in the ring, but not that Eric Rowan's a whole lot better. How, yeah, how long out is Luke Harper? I think he's still a little ways out. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But this makes sense. It's, you know, it's three on three. It's evening the the, the scales or whatever you want to call it against yeah. um, the, the the New Day. Sorry, jeez, my brain. Um I, I, all of this makes sense, man. This is just, it's beautiful. You know what? Fuck you for not being excited about this. <laughs> no, I think it'll be great. I just am. I think they have to be careful. I'm just, I just hope that their styles don't clash. Like AJ. Yeah, like AJ. Look at how you did that, professional broadcaster. Um, speaking of which, yes, AJ Styles defeats John Cena with a little help from his friends. Ooh. Um, see what I did there? I did. Yeah, that was, that was good, good, right? That was good. So, um, I we talked about this and they had the whole stupid contract signing last yeah. week. <laughs> like, it made no sense. You could, you could just do it anyway. Right. Like, the hell was the point of all that? Well, technically the ref had to be down, but yes. Well, but. There was no, there, like, there was, penalty it, for it. That, that, I mean, that's a normal disqualification scenario, right. not something extra written into the contract. Right. 
Um, I look. I had no problem. A lot of people were bitching about how the match ended. I'm like, what the? No, that's, that's exactly how the match should have yes, ended. That's the way this goes. Have you been paying attention? But and I loved, loved the promo the next day by AJ Styles. The over apologetic. Well, not just the over apologetic. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> A that that was fantastic, but also I'm, the fact I'm that sorry. you know <laughs> I love that the fact that he said you know Cena would have found a way to bitch about this anyways. You just gave him another reason to bitch about because you know don't forget what happened after Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens beats him cleanly. Cena comes out and says you're not a man. Right. Right. Like so AJ Styles acknowledging that you know I could have beaten you cleanly right. and you still would have complained and now you're just given another reason to do it. Oh absolutely. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay. I. I I liked it a lot. I really liked it a lot. Now, there was still a little bit of John Cena, John Cena-ing there. But I think Styles successfully I think countered he him. Did a, I think that he did a really good job. I think it was a great sort of chicken shit move. The, you can face any one of us. Like, I, I thought it was all great. I like it a lot. Now, will I like it as much two months from now when John Cena wins two straight matches over AJ Styles, including probably one of them against the entire club? No, I don't know that I'll like it as quite as much then. But for now, I really like it. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the interaction on Monday. It's been very good so far. How about JBL being so mad about the finish? Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? It was, Yeah. He, he was just so over the top. Like, 15 years. I feel like he was actually talking to Vince. Mmm. 15 mm. years. People have been waiting for this match, and that's the finish. That's bull. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's more interesting because... He's supposed to be the heel. Right. He's supposed to love right? it. Oh, win yeah. at any cost, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, all about wins in WWE. That is really weird. Are they getting they're also getting way over the top in what they're saying to Byron. Like it's Well, it's been it's been awkward for a couple months. Now. It's just like at this point, I can't believe no one's addressed it. Like I can't believe no one has stepped well, and, in and, and said but the thing is they're having the wrestlers do it too. Like this is clearly yeah. an edict from the Yeah, but top. I kinda don't mind the wrestlers doing it because the wrestlers should sort of do that to any you know But they don't, they target Byron. Like that that's the this is definitely an edict from Vince. Vince for whatever reason finds it hilarious. That, it that's is, the only explanation. It is really awkward, man. It's really awkward. Um look, I again, this is the goddamn brand split, man. Like I, I hope that at worst John Cena wins the next match, and then they're split up via the brand split. And that way, we can't get the third. Still, it'll ultimately look like John Cena was over because he won the second match. He won the most recent, or but won AJ clean. But AJ can still say he, he went 50-50 right. with Cena. Right. I just really hey, hope... quick question. Yeah. I just had a great idea. Well, we'll be the judge of that. What is... Do you get USA at the TV in the studio? Yes, we do. How about we do a live, live draft, live broadcast of the SmackDown draft? We do draft? a live draft of how we do it, right? Okay. We can do it beforehand, and then watch the first live SmackDown where they do the draft, and then we can record the jobbing out after the draft or yeah. ju- or during. No, no, no. Oh. Then we got to be paying attention, and we were okay. missing something. I like where he's coming from. We could maybe even invite some listeners in. Yeah. That might not be the worst idea. Let's yeah. uh, let's because that because the day is what July seventeenth, July nineteenth, right? That, that'll be yeah, number I'll, seventy, I'll a nice little no, round man, number. Nice little round number. I like that. I like that. I'm for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's Done. It. Okay, we gotta Whoa. actually make some plans. Aaron, you're in charge of plans now. Moving <laughs> forward. Um, that, yeah. So if on. you're listening to this, you more than likely gonna be able to come. Well, <laughs> we have more listeners than we can have in here. Yeah. But a few of you. 
Just, we'll, we'll have some sort of contest or something. No, I don't even need to just message. If you're interested in coming, message us. Yeah. Uh, Jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Say, so yep. I'd love to come hang out. Um, you know, we'll get food that night. AJ will probably order it for everybody, right? I mean, that's normally the way it goes. Maybe, maybe some, uh, beverages of some sort? Yeah, a couple, yes. Yeah, you could bring some adult beverages. Yeah, some Gatorades, right? Oh, you mean, oh, you mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, we can get those too. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. We'll need Gatorades after for sure. Right, yes. Yes. Let's get all of that. Boy, look at you having a good idea. You know, as it turns out, you were right. Yeah, that was a good idea. That wasn't Aaron's call of Brock Lesnar winning good idea. But that was a pretty good idea. Mine can actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Just a couple other things uh, that we need to speak about. Uh, We had another return on Monday night. Sasha Banks is back. Thank 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 God. God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we're all on board with that. How about that punch you delivered to Dana on the way? That's pretty real. That's pretty real. How about the the We Want Sasha chant started like two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was like. We've had enough. All right, we want Sasha. We want Sasha. Well, the we want Sasha chance have been happening for. T- you know, every- it's a that's a little no, no, dis- but yeah, but, yeah, they, yeah. but when she was on TV, they died, and then right after she left, they died. They died, too. But they came. They started to come back. I'll tell you, AJ, though, that's a little disappointing to me because I think that Natalia's been good. I oh, think yeah. that I think that no, Becky's been good. Assholes. Don't get yeah, me I just like the part of me that is you're just being a dick because what you're getting is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I get it. We all love Sasha. We all want Sasha to be the champ. We always want. I get that. That's fine. But in the meantime, we, the the product that you're being delivered tastes pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, have a bite. It's it's not bad. Um, I, look, I don't know what else there is to say about Sasha do Banks we, being do bad. Do we do we think she gets the title shot at Battleground, or do they do the tag route with Sasha and Paige against Charlotte and Dana, and then have the title shot at SummerSlam. Well, they're clearly building to something with Charlotte and Dana. I think the battleground might be too quick to pull the trigger on that, so it makes sense to do a tag match. Although that's back-to-back matches with no, with no, with no back-to-back pay-per-views with no women's title right. match. Paige and Sasha, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Paige. And just, you know, what we saw. Cause, yeah. yeah. I could also see... I forgot. How did the one... Yeah, see, Sasha, Paige got screwed in the title match, so I could definitely see where... Paige gets the match at Battleground, and Sasha's the number one contender at SummerSlam. I can see that as well. Yeah. Maybe you throw... You just have or, Sasha involved. Or you throw Sasha into a triple threat match for the number one contender with uh, Natalia and Becky, so you bring that feud in. You could do it that way as well yeah. if you wanted to. Okay, so you'd have two. You'd have you have just Paige. naming her as number right. one contender. Yeah, that would make sense, actually. That would make a lot of sense. Plus, it would accomplish what I like to accomplish, having two different... Legitimate women's feuds. I mean, I think no matter what, paper. I think no matter what, you're getting that because you're getting almost definitely you're getting Natalia and Becky. Oh right, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So the question okay. is, do they just make that for something, or is right. it just a feud? Right. No, I hear you. And they could also make it. Uh, they could also make it a fatal four-way. You put Dana Brooke in Dana. too. Was there? Uh, uh, before we move on, is there anything funnier? Well, I guess, if we have anything else to say about the women's. Uh, what, what did you guys think of the Natalia heel turn? That, that was interesting because she was, you know, she, and she has been one of the more consistent, you know, in, in a division where people change from heel to face all the time. She had been one of the more consistent faces, one of the more over faces for the past few years. I'm good with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. I think she'll do a good job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I'm, no I'm totally with good with it. You're right. I mean, she has been, I guess, because she's sort of like a respected veteran. Yeah. Respect, she has the bloodline, that right. music, you know, you hear the the theme and you're uh, automatically going to pop for that. I've got no beef with it. I, you know, 
it, I, I wish that she could have gotten the damn title run out of this somehow. Just one, you know it's what I mean? Timing. Like, it, you know. It's just, it sucks for her, but I'm good with it, and I think it helps to, I think it helps Becky a lot. Um, and trying to keep her relevant while clearly the focus is on Sasha. I think it helps Becky to have another feud where she can be the face and, and, and it might and add it some character. Credible, I, credible. I, I really liked the promo. You know, why is everyone turning on you? That that sort of thing. Like, I think that potentially adds some character depth there. Which for is, Becky? Yeah. For Becky. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely it does. I, and that's why I think it's good for her. I think this is a great move for Becky. For Natalia, I think you're at the point in your career where you can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, I don't know that it helps her. I don't know that it hurts her. Natalia's I just think it's not going to be a big, it's not going to be the big baby face on that card for a very long time. Right. Right. So I just think it's She's something. never going to be able to out baby face even Sasha, let alone if Charlotte becomes a face. Or, or if Bailey comes, comes up, up, yeah. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a good move for her. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that, absolutely. Um, was there anything funnier that they have attempted to suggest than when they suggested that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to settle their feud <laughs> <laughs> once and for all? On one random ass match on Raw? Yeah, sure. This will be the one. The decades-long blood feud will end right here. In Phoenix, Arizona. On Monday Night Raw. Like, what the F? I I mean, I hope that that was one big tongue-in-the-cheek, you know, like, inside joke between everybody. I hope they weren't really trying to sell anyone on the notion that that was what was going on. If it was, if it was just pure slapstick comedy, high fives all around. Because it was very funny. It was very funny. A lot of people believed them. They're big stupids. <laughs> Those people are A lot of people were on Twitter at the time, because I know you don't watch live. No. But there was a lot of people on Twitter at the time that were like, why are they deciding to end it here? I can't believe yeah. it's a waste. <laughs> yeah, they're deciding like, I, I, I think like, the ones I saw were all just, this isn't really ending. Well, like, I mean, it's more your response. Yeah, than... it's more awkward than anything that they even had a match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of awkward because their matches are bigger than Raw. Yeah. That being said, you know, we, we don't really have seem to have a problem with these guys fighting each other forever. So, what the <laughs> Literally hell? Literally forever. Yeah. If they fought, if they had a match every week on Raw for the rest of time, they'd probably be okay with it. I, I just one of one of these upcoming. I just want to see them the entire show brawling backstage. Yeah, like like do one of those all things, three hours. Know, sometimes they they spill into the ring in a right. ring match, right? And then goes backstage. I think that would just be the most phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it ever. wouldn't suck. It would not suck. I I don't know if this is supposed to lead to another. Sami Zayn. The, the brand split. You just, you know. Well, but there's a pay-per-view before that. Right, when that could be the final thing, or it it's could not, be None of them is going to be the final thing. Well, Aaron. final four now. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. it's Battleground, and then they end up on, you know, on separate shows. So maybe they pick it up again in a year, at WrestleMania or something. And then but. the indignance of, like, Michael Cole afterwards is like, well, I guess it's not going to be the final time. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Is that what you guess? You came up with that one all on your own, Michael? It's not going to be the final time. Really, that's a stunner, man. The rest of us are really sold on that. Jesus. How awesome was Rusev on uh, Sunday, by the way? Oh, Rusev is the shit. I mean, come on, man. Rusev kicks ass. I'm all on board. Now, like, I kind of don't know that I love the let's beat you up in front of your kids thing. Like, I, I almost tend to find it awkward. Like, Rusev would beat up Titus O'Neil anywhere ever. So 
is it that much more of a statement that he did it in front of his kids? Well, it was the mic work yeah. after. It was the mic work after. And, yeah, I okay. mean, the, right. the beating in front of the kids wasn't necessarily more the going over and what, what did he call him? They called him as a loser or whatever. And then Titus's response on Monday. That was great. Yeah, was great. it was. It was good. I, I'm not going to try to beat you. I'm just going to try to kick your ass to get some respect back. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine. It's, look, I'm not complaining about it necessarily. I just... It's more like I'm bummed that Titus O'Neil isn't in a place where he can't be credible in a match with Rusev. I wish he was, because I love me some Titus O'Neil. But he's not. He's just not. And Rusev should be rolling. Super through. athlete. Yes, correct. He is the super athlete and should be rolling for and, the likes and of Titus O'Neil. One one thing that we should love, you know, there was no real anti-American thing there. It was just him no, being a no, dick. No, <laughs> love it. Love it. Just be a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like dick be Rusev is great. <laughs> correct. And it was, you're right, absolutely right. It was not an anti-America thing. It was just, I'm an asshole. Thumbs up, bro. Thumbs up. Sound? How awesome does it sound for Rusev to plow through Titus and then uh, add Battleground and then make Darren again? SummerSlam, get in a feud with, literally, insert name here, who would you pick? Um, if I could have my way... Which I don't think it would happen because he's involved in a match SummerSlam weekend. But could you imagine bringing Samoa either Joe. Finn or oh. Shinsuke up for that? Well, match? yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'd like those guys doing anything. <laughs> but I think the better oh, one. The main roster. What about Cesaro? Oh, Cesaro would be wonderful. Oh, yeah, nice Cesaro would be wonderful. I was gonna say, look at look at the body types that we're dealing with. Why wouldn't it be Samoa Joe that you want to have face? Well, yeah, if we're calling somebody Rusev. else. Yeah. I mean, good lord. Just those two beating the crap out of each other. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Just. Literally beating the snot out I of each other. I loved when Rusev and Big E were going for the yeah uh, yeah that was incredible yeah because they were just two I athletic mean, horses right you gotta love the athletic horses I'm dude I'm all on board I'm all on board all right uh, when we come back in we will chat with Gangrel the former WWE superstar and then we will get into our quick count for this week as well as our top five and uh, we got to talk about the return quote unquote of Daniel Bryan. How about that? That's on the way. This, or I'm Glenn, that's Aaron, and that's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is jobbing out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and... Get your cash for nothing, cause there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. This is Stan the Fan. The next Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar, located 1400 Warner Street, is Wednesday, July 27th, before the O's take on the Rockies. That night, Orioles Hangout has specially priced tickets for the game, and if you come to Game Sports Bar before the game, you get the following. Free parking. 
$2 Bud Light drafts before the game, $1 off hamburgers and wings, and a free draft beer after the game. Plus, an hour before the game, you'll get some keen insights into the O's from Tony Penty of OriolesHangout.com and yours truly, Stan the Fan. So make your plans now, whether part of the Orioles Hangout Night group or not. Great savings, July 27th, as the O's host the Rockies, and the fun begins before the game at Game Sports Bar, 1400 Warner Street, a stone's throw from the horseshoe. That's Orioles Hangout Night, July 27th. Get your tickets now, pressboxonline.com slash hangout. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. AJ not available for just a couple of minutes, but that's all right because we'll, we can do better than that, and we're going to do better than that right now. He will be appearing at Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, where he will be competing for the tag titles alongside Kindred on June 25th. That, of course, would be Saturday night in Denton, Maryland, down the shore here in our area, our, uh, one of the more accomplished performers of all time, the great Gangrel now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Gangrel, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Oh, man, no, it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's great that you're having me on. And I'm lo- really looking forward to getting out to Maryland Denton, and, um, and having a good time at ACW and uh, mixing up these uh Black Street Boys, or whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you really like I? I. It's so crazy for me to think about, but like, are you still enjoying competing, the competition part, that you still get to go out there and wrestle? Are you like, dude, it's awesome? Or are you more like, man, my body tells me every now and then I, I should think yeah, about I, whether or not I keep doing this. Well, my body only tells me that on the planes. I, I tell people I get paid to travel, not to wrestle. I do wrestling <laughs> out of passion and love. I love wrestling. It's the travel that's killing me. But, but um. No, man, I'm out there every weekend. I'm blessed to, to, to have a, a full calendar. Like, it's, it's full all the way through uh, uh, January. And, um, and I know I just truly bless and I truly do love wrestling. I still have a passion for it. So, yeah, I take everything serious. You know, my 110% might not be the 110% you used to see, but, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you everything I got out there. <laughs> Yeah, and you're a guy who really, you do the indie grind. Every weekend you're doing two, three shows. What's it like for you? You know, you were at the, the highest level in WWE, uh, and now you're doing the indie shows, which is great for some reasons. You know, what, what's, how's that been the comparison, the contrast, all of that? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it compares, and I just always took wrestling as a blessing. I, I was a wrestling piece blown up for like 18 years, and, she was, it was like the Matrix with her. She said, you can take this pill or this pill. You know, you never get to come back out of the rabbit hole the same if you take the other one. And she, she, she smartened me up so much when I was so young coming into the job that um, I just appreciated wrestling for what it was. I never got caught up in, in like, the WWF hoopla or, or, or this or I'm never going to make it. Every day that I was able to just get in the ring and do what I love, it, it didn't matter if it was in front of 5,000, 50,000, 100,000, or, or five people. 
you know, I still have the same passion, the same love for it. Don't get me wrong. Everything I like to do is with the money. But, I mean, I still get the same thing. Butterflies in the curtain. Uh, when the music playing prior to the match, I, I, I'm still running to the toilet. I'm still, it's the same. It, it, it hasn't changed. And, um, you know, uh, I have more fun than, than now because there's no stress of like, oh, you're going to lose your job. You know, if you mess up or this and that, you're under, you're under a, a magnifying glass. You know, I'm, I'm having a great time out there just, just, just doing shows. You know, I'm back and forth in Europe and, and, uh, and stress-free environment, and I'm just getting to do what I love, and they can't ask for anything more than that. How about the way that, that fans still embrace you and the character as well of Gangrel? And that, you know, like we uh, was it MCW show? Yeah, MCW a couple of years ago, you made the surprise appearance, and, and people just went crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was a cool show. That was good. I, I was hoping to get back there and work more for them, but I haven't I haven't heard anything. But that was a really that was a really fun time. That was uh, what, I think Jake was on the show and a few other mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a good time. I think you know I was. With the character, it's kind of like the movie The Lost Boys. It never really gets old, you know, like I, with the vampire thing. I, it was just, you know, I just, just picked the right character at the right time. I mean, I've always wrestled as a vampire since like 1990. It was called a vampire warrior fight, but vampires, people love vampires. I mean, they can keep coming out with vampire movies or <laughs> some version of vampires and this and this and that. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, with the wrestling world. It was a memorable character. Uh, it was in the attitude era when it was very. It had a great entrance, great music, spraying blood up. I mean, it's one of those things that stuck with people. And now with the uh, the, the network, the kids are getting to see, see it all again because their parents are like, I'll show you a cool vampire. I'll show you what I liked when I wrestled, you know, when I was watching wrestling. You know what I mean? So they turn the kids onto it. And there's a whole group of other people that are really watching it. Like uh, my last trip over to Europe, um, these little girls, you guys should do your favorite wrestler. I said, how can they be? They're, they're like 10 years old. They go, oh, the network, man. You're all over it. <laughs> and they, the fire, the music, they, they love the whole thing. So, you know, the network has really helped uh, helped carry the character along, keep me working out there, too, I believe. Is there a part of you with the, the latest vampire, you know, craze going on with the whole Twilight, the whole True Blood thing, just makes you wonder, man, if I could have only been on TV a decade later, what could this have really been? <laughs> Well, you know, with a vampire character and a decade later, I, I think I'm killing everything off. I, I'm getting older and getting fatter. You know? <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't hold my ground there. But, no, I don't know. It, 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 it was made for the attitude early, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's where it fits. Just like ECW is where it belongs at its time and, and a lot of other things, you know. I don't know. I don't I don't go about a decade later. I'm still out of doing what I love, but um, I, I think I was just blessed in much, uh, I way back and look at things and analyze stuff throughout times and different periods of wrestling. I think I was blessed to, uh, been in that attitude era and I think it's one of the greatest areas in wrestling. Well, let's talk about that. You know, you, like you said, you had been doing the vampire gimmick for a while and you had been a long time wrestler. I think a lot of people don't realize that how long you had been wrestling before you got to, uh, WWE. How did you finally get them to green light the Gangrel character? Well, I, they, Vince McMahon himself said he would never use a vampire character. He told me that. He, he said, you know, I had fangs in permanently at one time. You know, I had a mohawk. And he said, you know, get rid of the fangs, throw your hair in, lose some weight. You know, we definitely want, you know, use it on something, but we're not going to do the vampire thing. But he gave Vince Russo had, like, creative control for a minute there. And they signed me when I was on an all-Japan tour in 98, early 98. They signed me just to a basic contract. He said, hey, you know, you're probably not even going to work. You're just going to sit home. But. When they gave Vince Russo uh, that little bit of control that time, he slid the whole vampire thing in under the radar on Vince McMahon. So I was not Vince McMahon's favorite character. <laughs> 
And then, you know, obviously they put Edge with you, they put Christian with you pretty quickly there. Was was that kind of part of the idea? Was they had guys like Edge and Christian and they wanted someone like you, well, a very experienced worker, to uh, work with them? Well, the, that was the main reason they needed to start me. They couldn't figure out what to do with Edge. And then, then I was told that I was there to, to, to blend Edge in, uh, get him along with all the older fellas that are next. That, like you said, I've been wrestling since uh, 87. Um, and, you know, very blessed to be doing it all the time. Just people didn't realize how much you wrestle. There was no social media and stuff like that. You know, you're doing Malaysia tours, Africa tours, Japan. So, you know, you tend to know all the all guys that are, are working currently at that time in WWF. So they just wanted me to, uh, uh, you know, I was there to blend him in. You know, they, it wasn't so much Christian. They, they told me Edge was the man. He was their future. They knew that from day one. They just didn't know how to to bring him in. They were looking at stuff. They wanted to call him Riot and have him read poems standing on top of a thing i think they finally did it with hayden right at one point <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, and i don't it's just smart enough to go no 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 i don't think so i don't want to do that and uh they were gonna call him riot or something i don't know what they were gonna call him but uh but yeah i was just there to blend him in I, that was that was my role and you know and like i said i i, I every day i just get to wrestle it's a blessing to me so i took everything you know i expect nothing from wrestling wrestling owes me nothing i love for wrestling you know it's and uh every day i get to do it, it it's just a reward and um, you know, helping him, if that's what I did, if that's how it, it turned out good for him, great, you know. Um, you know, I'm just proud to be a part of all that and just be a part of wrestling. Well, the company had big ideas for him. Did When you were presented this, did you realize that Edge had the potential to be what he, you know, what his career ended up being? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I realized that. I, I knew he was something special. Cause he, he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's a special individual. He's a great human being. And uh, maybe... You know, I might have been more tied up with like how many suplexes I could do at the time because I, I was programmed a little different. But, hmm. um, but um, no, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know he would go on to be that big of things. I knew he would, but I didn't. You know, I didn't expect you know the world championships and into the Hall of Fame and, and all that stuff. But uh, I'm definitely very proud of him and and, uh, and very happy for him. If you're headed down to the beach this weekend, it's Denton Saturday night for Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. Gangrel is with us. Here on Jobbing Out, uh, Gangrel, one of the things that jumps out at me about the, first of all, I don't know, have you watched any of the recent uh, Matt and Jeff stuff with uh, uh, TNA? No, I'm guilty of not watching hardly oh. any of us. I've been so busy on the road no, and no, no. I am home and wrestling. You're better <laughs> off for it. You're better <laughs> off for it. Um, for those guys, just give me a sense of, would it mean anything to you as somebody who worked with them at such a young age? to see them get another run with the WWE, another WrestleMania match, something along those lines? Or do you think that kind of stuff doesn't really matter all that much? Like, their accomplishments, they don't need anything else at this point to, to, to stand their, their greatness, I guess. Um, I, don't, I don't think they need anything else, but I think it, it would be great to see them. I, I think they're both capable of doing it. I'd like to, I like to see uh, Jeff now, he, he's turned his life around, you know, he's got, you know, kids in his life, and he, and he seems to be doing much better the last time I saw him. And I would like to see them as, as adults and, and maybe in a different mature level to see what, what, what uh, they do. do. Do they do they need it? I don't think they need it. Everybody knows who the Hardys are. Every kid goes, I suppose, to see him wearing these. Everybody starting out in wrestling and going to wrestling school comes in with socks on their arms and weird stuff and <laughs> <laughs> all that. So I think they're pretty much uh, made them work in pro wrestling, but, but – uh, do they need it? No. Should, should they get it? Uh, maybe be, uh, I don't want to say rewarded, but just given that, yes, I would like to see it. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, you know, one of the things you were really known for, that entrance, that phenomenal, amazing entrance yes. that you guys had. 
what was that like to be able to just you know come up through the ring of fire, shoot, you know, spit <laughs> out the uh, the the what is it, blood or whatever yeah. it was supposed to be? Uh, uh, what uh, was that like, man? Well, for the first few months of TVs, I got nothing but trouble about that entrance. They kept saying, I would come up to that part. They kept saying, you're an angry vampire. You're supposed to be mean and menacing. But every every time I crest that, that, the flames and I go to walk out and go down the ramp, I, I would think to myself, I get this. This is so awesome. I would start <laughs> smiling going down the ramp. And they would get so mad. they go, you're not a happy vampire. You can't be a happy vampire. And I, and I would try to fight it. You know, the furthest I ever got was halfway down the ramp before the smile came out. <laughs> So I, it, it was a pretty awesome feeling. It, it was very rock star, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. It, it, that, no matter how much I fought not to smile, you, if you watch those entrances, you'll see me smile by the halfway down that ramp. <laughs> Gangrel, on a scale, you know, uh, looking at where, where wrestling has been, where wrestling is now, um, as far as re- you reference that, you know, hey, I'm, I was a guy that was thinking about wrestling, where other people were, are showmen, right? Like, do you think right, that right. we're at a good balance right now in wrestling? Of actual wrestling versus showmanship. Now, uh, like I said, I have, I'm guilty of not watching a lot of the shows. So, okay. Um, but even like as you go through the indie circuits. Well, yeah, no, I, no, I don't know. I, I get confused on indie things because it's kind of like watching popcorn sometimes. I, I see all these guys bouncing around so much, I can't even tell, uh, <laughs> tell who, 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 who's good or bad at the faces. Yeah, I get so that. Long. So I'm so lost out there that. And, and, and usually I, I try to watch a lot of matches from, and from the curtain just because, you know, I just want to see what people are reacting to, this and this and that. And, and it, it, from what I can gather, gather that the fans are just as confused as I am sometimes, huh. you know. Unless you're in, like, a pro, you know, uh, a crowd and type of show that that's exactly what they came there to see, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the, the, uh, all that big stuff, you know. But, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff out through Tennessee and stuff where it's actually a pleasure just to, uh, Go out there and work. I mean, we're lucky to even know the finish. We just go out there and, and uh, do 20, 30 minutes, and, uh, and 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 I love that. You tell a story, you react. You know, you control the crowd. They don't they don't control you. You know, you, you go out there. You know, and you still you're still entertaining. I mean, I, I couldn't say I was against entertainment. I wrestled as a vampire. You know, right. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean entertainment? You're a vampire and and, and wrestling. What does, that, what does that even make sense? You know, yeah. but. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I do appreciate like, I mean, I appreciate Lucha, but I don't understand it, right? I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. like doing it, but I watch it all day long. I, I mean, oh. I, I was like, whoa, oh, ooh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, and that's a lot of showmanship there with the Lucha Underground and stuff like that, which I think has a place in, in wrestling, you know, like just like when ECW had a time and other other times had a time, you know. So I don't know. I, I have like ADD, and I'm in an airport, so if I rambled all over the place, I forgive me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I we're enjoying the conversation for sure. <laughs> What, what do you I get the ram- I get the rambling on and I just drift off on other <laughs> things cross right. my mind. <laughs> it's more intelligent than anything we're gonna say. I know that much. Definitely. <laughs> well, I honestly got distracted by about a six foot supermodel as well. Well then. Oh. Well then. You wouldn't mind sending a picture over, would you? <laughs> uh, I already look like a creeper. Uh, All right. <laughs> What do you tell these guys? You know, you're you're seeing guys who maybe have only been wrestling six months who are trying to uh, extend their careers. When they come up to you at these indie shows, what do you tell them? Well, like guys that are already wrestling, I, I you know I don't know. I like I go back to more the guys that are starting now because I believe in in a foundation bumps, you know, and stuff like that. You know, if, if your body's not here, you know, five years, you're not going to be able to wrestle twenty years later. So, like I. I when, when the guys that are already working, they, they come off, and most of them have done all this, this 
amazing stuff. I mean, truly athletic and amazing stuff. But my thing is, is, is you know, if I give most most of the time the advice I'm giving is, you know, pick your you don't have to do all that stuff every night. You know, pick it let where it means something and 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 it counts and you get more out of it. You know, you don't need fifteen of those crazy things. You can just do maybe one or two in a well placed you know things as you uh you know get a. a as you tell your story in the match and stuff that, you know, people get into it. When they start seeing so many, it loses its, its wow effect and all that. And then, and then, and I'll also tell a lot of people, they try to bring the mystery and the mystique back to wrestling. Don't be so out there. Don't be, you know, I'm totally against, uh, like, they, I have a lot of shows I do, like, that they have you out there, which I'll be doing, like, autographs and stuff for ACW this week and the people want them. But I'm not a big merchandise guy going out and, and selling myself. The less they see you, the more they want to see you, you know. Like, I was trained like that, and I can't beat that old school mentality, you know. You'd be a mystery and a mystique, you know. If I, When I was a kid, if I would have ran into, like, um, I don't know, like Cowboy Ron Bass or something, if I seen him out in the bar, I would not approach him. I would, I would believe that's a bad man, you know. And, and, and I saw uh, all these other guys try to bring some mystique, some mystery back to wrestling, you know, so, so, so you can make the magic happen. Now, that, that's an interesting point about the merchandise, because so many guys now, especially on the indie scene, you know, they make a, bul- a bulk of their money off of merchandise, whether they're faces or heels. Do you think that's almost a, a problem at this point, that, uh, you know, you have heels going out there trying to sell as much merchandise as possible? Well, I guess that's where wrestling's evolved. I just haven't evolved yet like that. I mean, like, granted, I work for companies, like, I'll be doing it this weekend, and other companies, that uh, they do that, and that's how they're able to run the amount of shows they run and be able to to, to go out there and bring in and, and afford different people that would cost flights and stuff like that to come in. So I get that. I get it's a necessary evil, but I'm just, uh, I still, still try to stay in characters and keep some, you know, mystery, be your, you know, be, be your character. I, you go out there and I'm supposed to be a menacing vampire, this and that, if I'm, uh, and I'm a villain, if, I, if I'm a villain, I'm, I'm a good guy everywhere I go, baby face, but, uh, yeah. It, it loses all that mystique, you know, if you're supposed to be this big tough guy, and you know, hey, you're kissing babies, and this is for the match, and you go out there. But then again, I guess, wrestling, um, the people we let, and where wrestling is, and the state it's in right now, that's that's where it's at. I mean, I believe the formula of wrestling is still the same. ABC, one, two, three, you know, there's good versus evil, and, you know, you just that still works if you do it right. But at the same time, fans are educated different, social media, and, and all the other things that's going on, it's, it's what it is, too. Speaking of being menacing, what's your best story of, you know, you go out there, you, you have real fangs, just out in the real world, uh, someone who looks at you, who had looked at you and maybe kind of got freaked out by your look a little bit? Well, I, you know, I, one of the reasons that I didn't mind so much when it came out is, uh, you know, Luna and ourselves, we had we had four boys together. Like, uh, she had two and I had two, and, and they tend to all get in trouble. So one day I show up in the school, one, one of them's in trouble, I go walk in and you know, there's the principal and the teacher, and then they're both almost at the same time. Said, "Oh, well, I see the problem. It's <laughs> 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 bad, got things, you know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that." But um, things were fun at the time when they were there. I was young, it was, you know, uh, the '90s. Some, you know, I was still living like I was in the '80s. Crazy lifestyle was fun. Me and Luna had a lot of fun with it. But. <laughs> Man, man, that is great. He is Gangrel, and he will be there Saturday night. It's the Denton Volunteer Fire Company in Denton, of course, for Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. You can get your tickets at AdrenalineWrestling.com. Uh, it should be an awesome event. They put on great events at ACW, and so this should be another really good one with Gangrel there. Hey, man, is there something we can plug for you? Uh, uh, are you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Uh, shoot. I, I, I stay signed on to them. I don't know. I think it's like... <laughs> 
Instagram's like Gangrel Davis and Twitter is Gangrel thirteen. Gangrel thirteen on Twitter. I got that right now. Yeah, um, yeah. And we will we will link that up on our account as well at Jobbing Out Show. Hey man, this is awesome. awesome. We're big fans. Uh, we really dig what you're doing still to this day. We think it's really cool, and we really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us. And look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday nights. Oh no, thank you, thank you guys for for uh, getting out there and spreading the word and keeping wrestling alive. You know, I mean, without the fans and out without people with shows and different uh, things, you know, wrestling would, would eventually, I would think, it would trickle down. You know, so yeah. you keep it alive and you keep it moving. You keep people educated. They, you give them what they want to hear. They get stuff like this, and then, you know, like I said, things evolve. And I'm just an old dinosaur, just out there banging and banging. <laughs> I, still, I still think, like I said, I still think I'm stuck in the '80s with bleeps there out there running every night, taking it by rock and roll. You know. <laughs> hey man, it's cool. It's it's a, it's better than working for a living. I know that much. Uh, I'm blessed. No I'm doubt. blessed. I'm going on. What is it? I don't know, 28 or 29 years. Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Gangrel. Appreciate it. All right, man. Very cool. Enjoyed that chat with Gangrel. Aaron, I think you enjoyed that a little bit too much. Yeah, Do you You know. need new pants. If I wasn't so tired, I probably would, but just my body's Jesus. breaking down. Oh, you know what? By the way, as we welcome back in uh, AJ Francis from uh, yeah. Parts Unknown. AJ, you know what we haven't done yet? We haven't, we haven't made fun of Aaron because he, like a big dummy, is getting married. What a dummy. What a loser. Idiot. What a loser. Hey, I held out longer than both of you, yeah, so true. I'm the big winner yeah, here. That is true. You did hang, true. Out. did hang out longer than both of us. Well, congratulations, pal. Uh, I meant to do this top of the show and just slip my mind, but uh, Aaron, while uh, he was gone this weekend... He uh, somehow managed. He decided to make the best, worst decision of right. life. Right. Exactly. Somehow, and I still don't know how, he's managed to convince a woman that he's not a pedophile, that he's not um, a psychotic murderer. He hasn't even convinced the two of us that yet. Like, or, or naked mole rat. <laughs> Wait, is, is that a Kim Possible reference? <laughs> yeah. That's wow. strong. Wow. By the way, who played Ron Stoppable in. Uh, um, that was, of course, the great uh, Will Friedel. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, no, my, my, even my mom's first response when I texted her the picture was, she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally there's not a lot of drama involved in that, but like, I was kind of worried for a little while. Like, you know, Kelly's a great girl. She's a great girl. Oh, I completely outkicked my coverage. And, and the problem here is that I thought she would figure that out at some point. It's amazing. Yeah. It's You're amazing. Lucky for you, not the case. And no. so, uh, Aaron's getting hitched. Aaron's getting hitched. When, are you, when are you, it's gonna be a while, right? You're not probably about a year. Probably this okay. time next year around there. But uh, it, my one goal over the next yeah, year. Do you have a bachelor party idea? I don't quite yet. I'm sure something will happen with that. But uh, my one goal over the next year. I, basically, I've said I'm not gonna have anything. To, you know, this is all Kelly. She's been planning course, it. Sure. Whatever. You know, that's how it always that's works. When we're introduced at the reception, I want to come out to Nakamura's music. That's the only thing. <laughs> that, that's my goal for the next year, make that happen. I can it's never going to happen. I, but, can, uh, I can dig that. I can dig that. Well, awesome, man. Congratulations. Well, you got to see, luckily around this time, they'll be closer to the West Coast next year. Your bachelor party next year, we got to go whenever they're in Vegas. Right. Even if it's like Raw or SmackDown or whatever, they're going to be in Vegas. Probably. And that's when, and that's when we should go. Maybe they'll bring back a raw roulette. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, I think all about hey, that. I'm, hey, hey, if we're, if we're talking about going to Vegas, yeah, and, right, uh, right, doing I'm, wrestling for a best I got no problem I with like that. It. I like it a lot. Well, good stuff, man. Clearly, one of you guys needs to be my best man to set up. Yeah, set right, that plan up. everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, two, three. Not it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can put kayak.com in. And then <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, yes, congratulations to uh, Aaron. Is uh, he is uh, going to join the uh, the re- both of us, both AJ and I have uh, been married for a couple years to each other. Yep, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our love is eternal. Yeah, right. Hey, man, you know it's just it, sometimes when you find the one, you, you just, just know, know, right? And you gotta you gotta lay that commitment down. You gotta be willing to step up to the plate. Uh, of course, AJ made me be the one to propose. That dick, he wanted to he wanted to be lavish. Well, I mean, come on. Look, yeah, look, fair look, enough. Look, All right, fair seriously. enough. This is the 21st century. People, <laughs> women propose to men all the time. That's true. That's a good point. All right. Um, so uh, that out of the way. I, again, I caught what I just said. I, that women I propose to men all the time. So you're calling me a woman, right? I get. I uh, know what you're doing. I, what am I supposed to say? Yes, you're right. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just gonna okay. move right past it. I will say though that continued my week of great ideas. Somehow I managed to pull off a Disneyland proposal with nobody around. Oh, I don't impressive. know how the hell I did it, but I, I managed to pull that off. So. You know what? We're going to edit that one out. <laughs> We're going to edit that part out, and we'll try again. Oh, that's cool, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know the joke, the, the piss-poor joke that I made. Awful. Yeah, yeah just, right there. Just real awful. Yeah, yeah they really. will. You should have said earthquake. <laughs> Or heat wave since we almost all died of Damn heat it. exhaustion on the hottest day like ever in California. <laughs> well done, well done on that. Do we right. have water yet, or no? In California, seriously. Uh, somewhat, a little bit here and there. Oh, good. That sounds reassuring. A little, little, little bit here and there. Jesus. Yeah. Um, quick count. You want to do a quick count? Yeah, let's do a quick let's count. Let's do a quick count. Uh, this is where we touch on three stories we haven't had an opportunity to touch on just yet, but uh, are worthwhile. We always allow Aaron to go off the reservation for number one. Aaron, what you got this week? Um, I got a kind of a little bit of a catch-all because they all tie into each other. Uh, Ring of Honor is having a pay-per-view this weekend. It's their best-in-the-world pay-per-view. Uh, the top match on the card is a rematch from last year's best-in-the-world, Jay Lethal against Jay Briscoe. Doesn't suck. Also, matches like uh, Bobby Fish versus Dalton Castle. And uh, Mark Briscoe versus Roderick Strong, which brings me to the announcement that Roderick Strong on put, uh, made a post up on Ring of Honor's website. He's leaving the company. Hmm. He's been Mr. Ring of Honor yeah. for the longest time. He has been the biggest. When did he a, leave TNA? Uh, long, I mean, yeah, it's been a while, right? I, I, mean, I, think, I think he was part of when Ring of Honor and TNA had the working would partnership work together. to okay. each other. Okay. And then when the split happened, he went. He's been part of Ring of Honor for about 14 years now, so yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, he has, you know, he, he literally, on his tights, Mr. Ring of Honor for a while, and he had one of the best 2015s of any wrestler on the planet, I thought, and uh, it's going to be a bummer, you know, you say it's going to be a bummer to see him leave Ring of Honor, but whenever guys are leaving Ring of Honor these days, it's because they possibly have something with WWE, NXT right? going, and yep. that would not suck either. No, I'm, this is... In, We're about to have Moose and Roderick Strong on NXT. Jeez. Yeah, that wouldn't suck. Yeah. But this is what we've been talking about with the the need to go fortify NXT as you're if you're going to keep massively calling people up. And if the assumption is that uh, particularly Finn is going to be up after SummerSlam and maybe Nakamura as well, who knows if NXT guys are going to get drafted during this draft? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's possible. Um, this. Yeah, I don't think there's any way 
that American Alpha does not get drafted in this draft. I mean, oh yeah. Good lord. Like I, I Good Lord. I, I had said it a few weeks ago that I thought at least six guys were call were gonna be called up in some recent reports kind of not confirmed it because we don't know for sure. Right. But I've re-emphasized that probably five, six, seven guys are going to be drafted or mm-hmm. up by September to either smack but this down is what or draft changes everything. Yeah, you have to do this to fortify yeah. NXT. In order to keep NXT as a viable touring company, and that's the important part, because you can always get people to go to full sale kind of no matter what you're doing, but and get people to watch because it doesn't cost anything. Um, but to get people to pay for $100 tickets... And when they go out on these these tours, these tickets are expensive. Yeah. To get people to pay for those, you've got to have name draws. You can't just say, hey, here's the next group of NXT guys because you support us. You've got to have these types of guys. People recognize Roderick Strong. They certainly recognize Moose. They recognize Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. They definitely recognize Bobby Roode. Yeah. And so, in a way, does it feel like you're kind of taking everybody from all the other productions and putting them on one? Yeah, in a way, it's going to feel that way. But is that a bad thing if you're doing it well? No, I mean it's a bad. Someone would argue it's, it's a bad thing. It's also been for, what they've been doing for a long time. They just didn't have NXT. Right. Yeah. Somebody would argue it's a bad thing for competition that they'd say you want these other companies to be able to retain their stars, and so that makes it a bummer. You know what I mean? But well, competition. I want all the best. <laughs> in one well, place. but I mean, but at the same time, it's creating things like what we're seeing in Evolve right now. Without this whole, you know, kind of bringing guys into NXT, having guys being able to do the indie, guys like Champa, who's by the way competing the Shamrock Cup for MCW next month. Guys like Gargano, who are able to be in NXT and doing the indies while you're signing those sort of contracts, like that's giving more of a platform for the indie guys as well. That that's the big argument there. And you know, uh, Tony Nese said it last week. This is an unbelievable time to be on the indies. It's an unbelievable time to be part, you know, part yeah. of wrestling right now. Because WWE realized that when they had the network. That they could un- they could tap into so many different markets that they never were able to, yep. mm-hmm. like China, like India. There's literally three billion people in both of those places. Yeah, no question, yep. no question, and they're killing it. There's no doubt about and, that. And you have get into those markets, and then not even mention Russia and Germany and France. And when you have that, you can make it a viable. What do wrestling fans like to see? And because of that, you have more guys from across the world that are going to get opportunities just because they're really good. And if they stick, they stick. If they don't, they don't. So it's uh, with the network, you can actually tap into what people actually want to see with guys like Roderick Strong that five years ago would have never got the shot. Yep. Yep. Correct. Absolutely. And find out, oh, by the way, these guys might actually work, like, at the top of the card, too. Oh, that's weird. Who knew? You know what I mean? Yeah. I also didn't realize that Roderick Strong was my age. Like, I thought he was older. Like, he's 32. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's still got... I mean, he's got a lot of mileage like, on yeah. the body. That, that's the thing. He's got, well, he's a, got lot a lot of mileage. mileage. That's true. But he's still but, got time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have some news when it comes to oh, a, a, a certain guy that yeah. uh, people seem to care about a little bit, other than uh, AJ, because AJ's a dick. Uh We've been wondering for a while, as far as the Cruiserweight Classic, who's going to call the matches? Because it's going to be a really unique situation where, for the most part, the commentators are going to have such a huge role because you don't know the wrestlers. So they tap Mauro Ranallo for it because Mauro Ranallo is the, the best thing that's ever happened to the world. He's really good. Yes, he's, he's really phenomenal, good. and he knows these guys, so it makes all the sense of the world. And they announce his color commentator. One 
Brian Danielson. Hmm, I've heard of him. I've heard of that fellow. Um, and it was just like we all talked about before when he re- when he requested his release. We were hoping that he would come back. Yep. He just wanted time off and yep. just wanted yep. to be able to relax, and that he would come back in another capacity later. And by God, did he do that? Well, yeah. I guess there's a lot of people that are going to ask the question: Is this maybe secretly a tryout for Daniel Bryan to become a full-time color analyst? Uh, unfortunately, it appears as though one of those jobs is perhaps available in At the WWE in right the, now. Uh, immediate future. Yeah, unfortunately, obviously, I think a lot of people heard about the news regarding Jerry Lawler, um, and that would be intriguing. I don't. I guess what I'm struggling with is I don't see Daniel Bryan doing the goofy WWE analyst routine. But you I don't of, think he would be willing to be JBL. Okay, but hear me out here. With the brand split, mm-hmm. you give SmackDown. I think, you know, we've been talking about it. SmackDown and Raw need to feel different. Mm-hmm. You have him partner with Ronaldo, and you have part of the feeling different be that, you know, it's a serious commentary team on SmackDown where, you know, full analysts, you partner some people like that. If it goes over well, we don't know how, you know, he will be as a commentator. If he is good, if he has good analysis, that's part of the different feel, is that you have a very different broadcast crew. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I I like it. He I, also might just be doing it just for this. It's very possible, too. Right. And that I also have no problem with. If that's all, he just wants to sort of get his feet wet again, get back involved somehow. They want him to be involved. They right. want to remind, hey, Daniel Bryan's still, still around. one of us, right. And, you know, for a something like this, he fits better than anybody, you know. Because he, he gets yeah. it. He gets these it. These are his guys. Yeah, he's wrestled some of these yeah, guys. Those absolutely. that he hasn't are trying to become him. Yep. Like, all and of these he's guys. He's a walking embodiment of every person that's in that Yeah, place. yes. That's the thing. All of these guys in it are trying to become Daniel Bryan. Let, let's be very, you know. They Correct. a lot of them. Zack Saber has said he, that's who he emulates the most out of everybody. Is that he emulates Daniel Bryan? He's gotten those comparisons because of you know he won the technical award, and all of these guys are saying you know we've traveled the world like Daniel or Brian Danielson. Yeah, we can't. We're trying to make our way up. We want to eventually win the title at WrestleMania, and he, as you said, yeah, he's, he's the done all body. No question, no question about it. it. Look, it's it's perfect. It's great. It's wonderful. You know what I mean. There is still the other flip side, which is, I wish he was wrestling. <laughs> you know, like it's it's still some heartbreak involved, where you're just like, God, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing, man. There, like, there was such a great picture of, it was it was up against the apron because they had uh, they're doing the first tapings today, so yesterday they had everybody in, they were doing all the talks. Finn Balor was standing next to Zack Sabre Jr. They were leaning against the apron. And Daniel Bryan walked up and started talking to the two of them. It's pretty great, man. It's pretty great. Like, yeah, that's a pretty awesome picture, dude. Pretty freaking Could you imagine awesome. if those three got in the ring to get, could have gotten in the <sighs> ring together? It would have been a really good day. It would have been a good day in Harlem. All right. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, Finally, number three. So maybe some old names perhaps could be coming back into the fold for the WWE when it comes to this brand split. Yeah, apparently they want some, you know, they aren't totally sure if they have the name recognition right now, the star power, to have two equal brands. So their supposedly their idea is to reach out to the past, bring back some of these Attitude Era and Beyond guys, and supposedly names like Kurt Angle, names like Goldberg, Rey Mysterio. Uh, I believe I saw Jeff Hardy, which seems a little bit odd yeah. under the circumstances. 
But guys like that and and just other guys who had, you know, maybe been lesser names in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. you know, Tajiri, if he's, st- right, you know, he's, if he's doing part the, of it. Yep. Um, guys like that are being contacted to beef up the rosters in this case. I'm assuming that Valvinus is, is coming back quickly, right? God, and probably so. Kayantai as well. Godfather. Yeah, right. Um, I, this doesn't surprise me a lot. I, I hope this doesn't become the, the one. This is the danger with this is that you're afraid of turning the reins over to your own young talent and they end up getting buried in the process. There's nothing wrong with Kurt Angle being involved in wrestling again. Nothing wrong with that. Just can't be a primary. Correct. If your star is the 45-year-old. That's you know. not. It'll never work in a million years. It, it's never worked in the past. It'll never work in the future. By the way, other names yeah. include uh, Carlito, John Morrison, Crime Time, and Shelton Benjamin. Eh. All those seem to make sense. Yeah. I mean, Shelton Benjamin would be awesome. That Shelton Benjamin, I mean, Shelton Benjamin would be awesome. great. Yeah. I, you know, I. I never really got much from Carly, although he did spit in the face of people who don't like to be cool. I, how, I mean, that, that's how you save yeah. the uh, shining stars right there. Yeah. I don't know if there is any saving that. Well, if there was a way to save it, yeah. it would to be bring Carlito in. I don't mind any of this. I don't. But again, what your show needs to be about, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Neville and some of these guys, that you, Baron Corbin. What's Baron Corbin doing? Anybody? Apollo Crews wasn't even on Raw after being yeah. Sheamus. Yeah, that's what your show needs to be about, is those guys. And you need to, if you're going to use these other guys, by all means, use these other guys to help those guys. But if you do this and your show ends up becoming, uh, our main event uh, this week is Kurt Angle and Carlito, just go ahead and punt. Just go ahead and let everybody know that this isn't going to work, and it's going to be right back to status quo and and smackdowns on delay and all that just go ahead and let everybody know because that will never it has never worked for a professional wrestling company it will never work for a professional wrestling company and ultimately a lot of writers bookers etc just get too it's too easy for them to write for the guys they know and not for the guys that are coming up and that's the only worry i have about any of that yep aj yeah, I'm with you too. I just think it's been a really weird I, week of AJ like kind I of think, agreeing with me. I just think that those guys will be able to get back, and like I don't think that I just don't see a situation in which WWE would put a brand on Goldberg right now. I hope not. Or Kurt Angle, or Jeff Hardy, or anyone. I feel like they would be just shots in the arm. But I don't. I don't. I'm not really worried about them doing that. Okay. Very good. That brings us to this week's top five. Uh, this week's top five is in honor of us having a new champion. You know, we were trying to figure out directions for where they're headed towards SummerSlam, but we didn't know there was going to be a new champion, we presume, as they prepare. You know, never know. could change next week, I guess. But it looks like Dean Ambrose will be the champ uh, going towards SummerSlam. So uh, AJ suggested that we toss out, because you know how much I love fantasy booking, uh, that we toss out five potential scenarios for Dean Ambrose going towards SummerSlam, but we take off the table the tri- triple threat because we all know that's kind of like the most desirable scenario. And the singles match with Brock that yeah, he had and proposed that, earlier. Yeah, that AJ proposed earlier in the show. So those two off the table. Five other scenarios for what could be done with Dean Ambrose going into SummerSlam. AJ, you are the main event, so you get the first and the last submissions. What you got for your number five? 
Uh, my number five, I would come up in, with a situation in which Dean Ambrose wins the match at Battleground because Roman and Seth are too worried about each other, trying to beat the hell out of each other, that Dean is able to just win the match because of that so that they could go on and have their own feud, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam, which is still awesome. Um, and then you could bring in a number one contender situation and the final person that you have coming in is Randy Orton. And Randy Orton comes back as a God heel. damn it. It's way higher on my list. Way higher on my list. You know what, though? I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it just because up yours. I think Randy Orton is the only guy right now that you could create sort of a shock factor with because yeah. he's not here. You know what I mean? Like, everybody else is back now. Um, whereas Randy Orton could show up at the end of the night after um, Dean Ambrose retains, and Randy Orton could just come out and obliterate him. And there would sort of be a level of shock to it where you'd be like, oh, my God, right, Randy Orton, I... I totally forgot, and he could set up a credible championship match between Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose in that way. But it'll move down to number four. On my Imagine list. you have Randy come out and punt Dean Ambrose after he wins. Ah, love it. I'm all on board. Gotta love the punt. Yes. You're um, number five. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going, I also went with a guy who recently, bleh, recently returned. I'm not sure exactly how they get to it at this point because he's very entrenched in something else right now, but Bray Wyatt, I think you go back, you mentioned that feud that they had yeah. a few years ago. You play up the history and... I just I, realize we're going to have each other's answers yeah. all throughout the season. Oh, of course we are, because there's only a few guys who are yeah, you know, know. pretty relevant here. Um, yeah, Bray Wyatt, you play up the history, you play up that, you know, Bray Wyatt beat Dean Ambrose a lot and... You know, who doesn't want to see Bray Wyatt in the featured match at SummerSlam? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Bray Wyatt's my number three, which means Randy Orton's my number four. My number five is, you know, the, the one thing that you haven't done is sort of a, a singles match between the two brothers, right? That that you could eliminate Seth from the equation and still have a really good main event between Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. That's my number three. Again, that's my number one. Yeah, specifically ah, ah. against the heel, like an ultra heel Reigns. Ultra right. heel right. Reigns against right. ultra face Ambrose. Absolutely. Yes. Because these guys have been buddies, because these guys have been running around forever together and love each other. This would be the logical thing to do, is that these two guys need to have a conclusion, the two of them, um, that there isn't as much that he needs conclusion with, with uh, Seth, and if he can get that from the triple threat match, great. But... There is still a logical need for conclusion when it comes to Roman Reigns because of their their close friendship that has remained since the end of the Shield. And that actually, because of the suspension, we've talked about how the suspension almost you know is fairly timely for WWE. But the one thing that it takes away is the possibility of really building that tension between Reigns and Ambrose, which I think would have they would have spent the next four weeks really doing is yep. hammering that home. Yep. So they lose that yep. now. You need to do it for SummerSlam. No, I'm with you. All right. Uh, I, since we've all given each other's answers, AJ, I don't know where you are. Just just tell us. I'm number four. I okay. I'm number four. All right. Go ahead. I have four, three, and two. All right. What you got? Uh, number four. Same situation I set up with Randy Orton. I'm trying to tell you guys. Same situation I had set up with Randy Orton. You have it go between Seth and uh, Roman, and they have their own feud. And then the very next night on Raw, during the Ambrose Asylum, you have someone interrupt, and it's none other than Chris Jericho. Damn it, that's my number two. <laughs> I don't have Jericho on my list. 
and Jericho comes back because it's not like they haven't had a few nope. for four months. Nope. And he's still talking about him a night later on Raw last night. Yeah. So, I mean, and it could be Jericho's last hurrah. Yep. So you could have Jericho versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam. That's a big match. I I agree wholeheartedly. It's my number two on my list because it's Chris Jericho in the main event of SummerSlam, which I one I love. It's credible because Chris Jericho has beaten Dean Ambrose of late. And but here's the thing, though. That's why I don't think it would be the main event, though. I think if you go Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, whatever Brock Lesnar's in is the main event. Stuff. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. Well, that's why I think it works because it makes it so you don't have to have the because it's a big match because it might be Jericho's last match with right. WWE ever or it might well, be I his think last that, match of this run. I think that you might posture it that way. It's the belt versus your career, right? Like it's yeah, you know, if Jericho loses, he has to retire type of deal. Um, so that would suck just because yeah, it involved Chris Jericho <laughs> retiring, and who wants that? I understand. It also um, leads to a final Chris Jericho run. I, I have been clamoring for that myself for some time. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, where are you at? I don't know where you are now. Uh, I, I'm at my number four. Okay. And, uh, I just thought, you know, similar to you, you guys where you said, or you, AJ, where you said kind of have uh, Seth and Roman go do his own thing. I think you set up a number one contendership match at Battleground, and you make it Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, and then you have Kevin Owens as the number one contender. I, I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> I just yeah, hate. that was my number two. It's my number one. I've all of mine are out on the table now. I've got nothing left. I got one left. Yeah. I got I got two. Well, uh, sort of two left. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Kevin Owens would be huge. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't care how you get to Kevin Owens. I don't yeah. care if you have a number. I don't care if he just walks in one day and says I'm the number one contender. Like it's Kevin Owens in a title match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yes, please. Thank you. Yep. Now may I have some more? Um. I'm totally with you. Totally with you. All right, so AJ, what do you have left? My last one. You guys are going to be mad, but it could work where you don't have a shield triple threat and you don't have Dean one-on-one with Brock Lesnar, but you have a fatal four-way. Yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, my my idea was they, you know, Dean wins at the triple threat. They they start out Raw and Raw the next day, all three of them fighting, and then Paul Heyman walks out. He's like, why are you guys squabbling? The real champion is coming back. I don't hate it. I can tell you that much. You, and you could book it very well because you could have Roman get a pinfall with the ref down. So he, oh, Roman would have won. And then you have Seth do the same thing. Oh, Seth would have won. But then you have Dean Ambrose actually win, and then you have involve Lesnar in the situation. That would be good. Yes. Yep. Co- completely agreed. Yep. Completely agreed. Did uh, nobody else have my number one, which is a one-on-one match with Seth Rollins? And to, to – no. Continue that feud to up the stakes and make it an Iron Man match. Ooh, I like that. I mean, I'm not opposed to an <laughs> Iron Man match. I Iron assure Man you match that. With Seth Rollins and get they never really completed they, their one-on-one. I don't on one know feud. that they needed to. They don't need to, but this could be a way to separate them. All. You know, uh, Roman, I mean, I hear you. Roman goes to the other brand. You have right. those two on the other brand. You you finally say, all right, this is the final chapter, and to make sure that it goes right, we're going to have them wrestle for an hour. Okay. Look, I ain't complaining about that. Again, that's not the part that I have the problem with. Give me that any day of the week. and Do that as a network special one night. Here's an hour of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Well, next shit, I've got do, an hour. Next week we should do top five Iron Man matches we'd like to see at Mania. Oh. 
I don't think they could ever because do an Iron Man match again at Mania. Mania. They yeah. can't give an hour to one match. Not if they're yeah. going to get everyone on the card. Yeah. Unless they make it six hours again. Right? I was going to say it was six hours, and I think you guys are forgetting that. You guys are complaining about how long last year's was. Okay? You want to add an Iron Man match? I've never complained about it. You complained a little. No, he didn't. No. I complained, well, complained a lot. For sure. I complained a lot. I, I never complained a Because I liked that. Yeah, I, I, mean, like I do too. A whole six hours. I loved every minute of those six he hours. He also had better seats than you did, so <laughs> that explains a fair amount. All right, um, that's it. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah. that's how the show goes, and then we just go home. Yeah. Is that the way it works? Very good. Or you go to work? Yeah, I got to go to work. Uh, AJ on Twitter at AJ Francis four ten. Yep. And uh, are you so back in students? You can hold on, hold on. You can. I have another one now. Oh. You can follow my Instagram, which is for my. Uh, Skills Academy, me and my dad are oh, yeah. in the business. That's cool. Um, my dad's a, he's coached a lot of NBA basketball players. Um, and I obviously play in the NFL, so he's going to do basketball training. I'm going to do football training. We're going to start with those two, build up to do a lot more sports. Um, that's yeah, awesome. So we just started the business and it's verified on Instagram. So it's Francis underscore sports. That is tremendous, man. Congratulations. Uh, and you, yeah, uh, did I see that you guys have a Twitter account as well? Uh, yeah, but my dad runs that one. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. not, really- All right, not, not your problem. So we'll worry about that later. Uh, also, again, shout out as always to our boy Steve Miggs. We love that dude. He continues oh. and continues to put the word out about us, which makes him the shit. Uh, 99.9 in Seattle, KISW for BJ and Miggs, plus the Miggs cast, the mega cast. Make sure you're supporting our boy Steve Miggs. Um, Aaron on Twitter. The Aoster. And we're on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. Our Gmail is? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And, and if you do want yeah. to become part of that live, and if you have any ideas for it, quite frankly, if there's any contests you want, yeah, right? should do, if there's anything. I know one guy will. We could bet actual money. We could. I'd be willing to do that. The bet actual money. What, what the next pick is? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think people enjoy that more than they even enjoy like contests because it's about proving how good they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, if you have any ideas or if you want to be part of it, email us or tweet us. But yeah. preferably email us just because that way we can right. Some, communicate a more well, than 40 Aaron characters. knows it's his responsibility to respond to everybody. Yes. And we're going to need a guest GM. Ooh. Ooh. I think, we could, on two, I, I think, think we could pull some. I, I have a couple ideas okay. for that. Okay. I think we could Was one of them somebody who worked for the WWE? I, I didn't think, think of that, but yes, he would, he would be I on the short be, list. I think that, that would be a good be one. A plausible one. That would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Um, you at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, what do you have? Uh, you know, I, I wrote a couple articles while I was on vacation. Of course, like, as Louis, well, I'm sure, I'm sure your fiance loved that. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she was all about that. But, uh, you know, it was great. On our way to the airport, I get a, get an email about writing up something on Jerry Lawler yeah, for right. Rolling Stone. So, like, Ugh. literally on the car, on the way, I'm typing up this full article and stuff. So that, that was fun. But yeah, go check that out. Um, and I'm sure I'll have some more stuff. I don't know exactly what. I just got in this morning, so I have no idea what my life All is right. going to be like the next few days. So, All right. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website as well. Thanks again to Gangrel. Go out and support Adrenaline Championship Wrestling this Saturday night in Denton, Maryland at the Denton Volunteer Fire Company. AdrenalineWrestling.com to find out more. For Aaron Oster and the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and for the main event, the AJ Francis, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben at Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out.